The life you live might be a lie. Every thought, feeling, and interaction is only true to you. Today we're going to talk about perception, reality, and why you might need a wake-up call. Hi guys! But to start off, hi guys, welcome back, I'm Barrett. And I'm Holly. And together, we, we are, are Octomouse Labs, Labs, and we, we want to arm you with the knowledge to live your best life. Reality. We're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about reality versus perception today. Yes. I'm excited for this one. This actually came from one of the mods. Yeah, that's, that's really yeah. interesting. I, I, I heard about that. I'm really excited for this. But um, let's get announcements out of the way. Okay. Um, we're trying a new thing mm-hmm. right now um, with the episodes. So if you are one of those few people that prefer to listen to your podcast on YouTube, one y'all are weird. Okay. Two. I like you though. <laughs> I love you. I like you. I respect your decision, but I will not support your decision. But I, like I am actually it. supporting your decision because the episodes are coming out on YouTube the next day. Yeah, so you can actually see our faces and our reactions and yep. see some so things. If yeah. you've ever uh, listened to this offline and you're like, hey, I'd rather watch them talk, yeah. uh, you can find the episodes after they're uploaded to the podcast players on YouTube. Or even get a vibe of what the stream looks like and get a little... A little um, peek mm-hmm. into the window yep, uh, if yep. you're just listening the podcast if you come from there you can actually see the podcast and, and see speaking how about go. the stream these are recorded live every tuesday and thursday over at twitch.tv slash octomouse labs yes um we take questions from our twitter so if you ever want something answered on the show you can tweet at us at octomouse yes it can be anything it doesn't have to pertain to the topic of the day it could be about us it could be about our opinions on things uh questions comments concerns we'd love to uh review those and talk over those last thing i just wanted to say is i i see y'all okay i see y'all over on the stitcher primarily dropping those awesome reviews y'all are freaking awesome thank you the reviews help the show so much to get found so if this has helped you at all any of the previous episodes you're like hey i kind of like these people yeah you can help immensely by dropping a review and leaving a comment on whatever podcast player you use. Yeah, and sharing this podcast with others is also a, a huge help as well. Someone that you think may need to listen to it. Yep. So, perception versus reality. Yeah, yeah. I know you did a lot of research on this, so. I did the research on this yes. one. Yes, so you're going to be teaching me a little bit, and I'm really excited. Well, first off, I, I, I thinking about it, because you always hear that whole quote, um, everyone's perception is their reality, right? Yes. I've heard of that before. I was like, how accurate is that actually? So I went out and the first thing I did is I wanted to just get a uh, definition for perception versus reality. Okay. Um, and did I? Yes, I did. I did. I got a. All right. Here's the definitions. Okay. So perception is the way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, a mental impression. Uh, reality is the world or state of things as they actually exist. Existence that is absolute, self-sufficient, or objective, not subjective to decisions or conventions. Okay. So fundamentally, they're actually two different things. Okay. And that whole idea of perception, I, I did, I did. Um, responding to chat. Hi. I'm sorry. I did read the thing that you gave me. Um, sorry. 
They are two different things, though. Okay. And that's the that's the first thing I really want to cover, is I feel like there's a toxic idea of perception being passable as real. People go, oh, well, that's the way I see it. Well, just because the way you see it, the way you perceive it, does not make it real, legitimate, or accepted by anyone else. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Recorded live, guys. Fact of it is, reality is fact. It has to be grounded in fact. It has to be undisputable. Yes. For it to be reality. Okay. I think I'm I'm think I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas perception is based in thoughts and emotions. It is uh there I actually had a quote somewhere in here that I fucking loved for this. Okay. Um perception is the lens in which we view the world. Oh, okay. I like that. So how your different camera lenses add um, zoom or change perspective or can even fisheye yeah. um, a shot for you, it's not the camera itself. It's not the image. It is a distortion. It is a capturing of the image. Okay. It is subjective to person, person to person. Yeah, definitely. And our perceptions... Really, the, the the big thing and what, what made me think about this, what made me really want to get into this is the reality in which or the, the way we see ourselves, how we as people view ourselves in reality, right? Okay. The self-narrative. Okay. If you will. Um, because, believe it or not, how you see yourself affects... A lot of things. It can affect your opportunities. It can affect the way others see you. Yeah, it, it, definitely. It changes the the air you give off, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. If you do not see yourself um, positively, then you could feel like you're lacking confidence. And I know confidence is a key thing and helps you yeah. so much in getting jobs or um, relationships even. And Absolutely. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it gets to a point where the story that you say about yourself, your internal monologue of yourself, will end up in a way becoming your reality. Of course. You'll, you'll, you'll shape your perception of yourself will end up shaping others' perception of you. And just because perception isn't necessarily fact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is the way that people interpret and interact with things. So if you skew other people's perception of you by a low perception of yourself, could you? it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So is there ways that you can, you realize this and skew your perception of yourself in a positive way to have Absolutely. other people positively see yourself? Absolutely. That's interesting. So, I actually had a little a little blurb because I was oh, thinking okay. about this. Yeah, because um, I think you could just work the system a little bit there. That yeah, seems like you, a little. You absolutely can. Um, I mean, it, the really th- the the big thing is it's it's a confidence. It's either building or breaking your confidence. Of course. But um, I actually have a little example. I was thinking back on this. Okay. Math. Yes. For math. me. 
I've always said for the longest time, I'm terrible at math. Okay. I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dumb at it. I just can't wrap my head around it. Um, and I, I kind of thought about this as I was reading through some of these articles, some of these sources, some of the things that I was reading from other people, right? And I realized a lot of that perception of my ability there came from a long-running narrative. It started back when I was actually in elementary school. Okay. Um, I was in fast-tracked courses for everything. Okay, yes, so was I. But I didn't try very hard. I, I, I didn't study a lot of things. And one of the big things is I didn't study in math. And at the time, math was a lot of memorizing your timetables and memorizing division. And it was a lot of memorization. Okay. And I didn't try for it. I didn't study it. So I did do bad. Yes. So that led to a self-fulfilling prophecy of me going, wait, well, I'm not really doing that great. I must be bad at this. And instead of thinking about it and taking actions to fix it, I accepted that as my reality, that I am just bad at math. I dropped from AP courses, uh, well, fast track courses in elementary school on math because I was bad at it. I gotcha. Which then skewed the rest of my, literally all the way up until college. And I never bothered to try to take another fast track course again because I was, I was bad at math, right? That is my bad subject. I'm terrible at math. That's that's all there is to it. And it got to the point where, you know, when I realized I'd have to be doing some of this or some really, really hard math in, uh, you know, for medic school and stuff, I panicked. Yeah. And then I start going through it. I'm like, well, no, if I just study this stuff, I'm actually really good at this. That's I can, weird. I could do these numbers in my head. Yeah, that's weird. I've always seen you really good at math, like really, really good at math. Yeah. And well, it was a lifelong perception of myself that affected opportunities, right? I okay. mean, opportunities to learn things that I was never experienced, that I never had um, contact with, all, all sorts of doors I closed for myself because I always told myself, I am bad at this. Yeah. I have no business trying to do this harder thing. Yeah, definitely. But when I really applied it and I really started studying, I realized it's something that I could easily wrap my head around. It was a lack of trying, and then that lack of trying created a lack of confidence, which then self-fulfilled its own little prophecy there, you know? Yeah. Okay, and you do that's... that with a lot of things. The same thing is if, if you feel like you're, you're good at something, right, you're more likely to do it more. Definitely. And get better at it. Yeah, and I feel like in, enjoy it and stuff more as well if, if you think positively about yourself. And it, yeah, and if you enjoy it and you do it more and you're getting better at it, you're going to get more confident in it. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. No, it's, I like it, that. It I'll is. have to work on that, definitely. That's kind of a, kind of a neat little thing. Um, but the narrative that you tell yourself, though, again, it really affects what opportunities you'll allow yourself to take. Okay. Um, and that's actually what ended up leading me into the whole reality versus perception thing. It was I, it, This whole thing started on self-narrative. Okay. Uh, self-narrative is such a, such a big thing, right? But um, what self-narrative is, is it's based in perception. Which we established earlier, perception isn't necessarily real. Okay. It's based off of an emotional understanding of things. 
it's a subjective versus objective thing. So how do you know the difference between percep perception and reality? Can you prove it? Okay. Can you prove it? Can you prove it? Because you have to remember, reality is objective. It is measurable, it is indisputable, and it has evidence and facts to back it up. Okay. So, if you're if you're running through a narrative with yourself, you and you don't have evidence and facts to back it up, it it is not commonly accepted, perhaps. Okay. I think I mean that's a that's a pretty easy one, but even if it's not, I think not I'm getting it. This is this is just a hard one for me to wrap my head around right now. This is yeah, it's uh, it's not something a lot of people think about really, but um. What was I? Um, yeah, the, the the truth of it is, though, when when you're looking at, I, I lost my train of thought. I'm so no, you're sorry. All good. No, I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Um, no, though, yeah, you you have to you have to be able to objectively look at your reactions to things. Those knee jerk emotional reactions, um, your perception of things again, can massively skew the opportunities you take. And when you're when you're making that knee-jerk reaction, you have to be able to objectively look at it and go, am I being logical? Do I have any basis of fact on this? And if you if you can't if you can't self-correct on that, then it's helpful to have at least a person that you can trust that you know is at least subjective, um, or a group of people that you can look to. Okay. And we talked about that a little bit in the um, the imposter syndrome, right? Yes. Where it's like you feel like you're terrible at something and you start building this um, identity of being an imposter. You get this mentality that you don't belong. But when you ask everyone else, when you ask people for an objective view of your performance, you're doing as well as anyone else is doing. You're fitting in with the peers. Yeah. Objectively, you're doing fine. It was your subjective interpretation that was causing that lack of confidence that was causing imposter syndrome. Oh, wow, this is crazy. I know. It, it, and again, your, your perception is what feels real to you, though. I can give you facts until I turn blue in the face, but you always hear, oh, that doesn't sound real, right? Yeah. Because people are l more likely, honest to God, people are more likely to believe what they feel than what they hear. Yes. Just because it is legitimately correct doesn't they mean... They feel like it is. Doesn't mean it's going to be accepted. Exactly. And the same thing goes with you, though. Okay. You or I. Yeah. It's... Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's legitimate. Just yeah. because you think something's right doesn't mean you are right. Oh, yeah, definitely. You have to be able to be open to other people's views on things. That is one thing that I've been really working on, especially uh, streaming and meeting so many different people. There's so many different views on one particular thing that it's just it's crazy. And you have to I mean, to to be able to hear other people's views and to and to really I don't know, like have a conversation with these different things. You really have to basically say like, oh, everything that I may feel could be wrong 
or anything I could believe could be wrong. I mean, it's... Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I mean, you also have to... um, You know, a a big thing that, that, that comes from it, though, is you need to be open to challenge your perceptions. You need to seek validation. You need to be able to prove your your thoughts on something. Okay, so how would we do that? Depends on what it is. But looking for numerical proof, that's always a helpful one if it is uh, something that can be measured. Um, Or looking to experts. You know, if you're bad at math, bad at math in quotations, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever actually asked your teacher if you're really that bad? Yeah. Right? But what or if your teacher? You just, what if your teacher says like, "Yeah, you kind of are bad." Is it that you're bad, or that you're not applying yourself? Then, yeah. is it that you're bad, or is it that it's obvious you didn't study for this? Yeah, because I feel like there's a certain certain point where, no matter how much, like you can practice something and practice it and always get better. Like practice is just yeah. practice is going to make everyone better. Yeah, I mean, some people are more naturally inclined to other things. Everyone yeah. has their strong suits. But your weak suits may not be what you think they are, though. That's yeah. that's a that's a pretty pretty uh, overlying idea to this whole thing is, you know, what you think you're weak at or what you think you're strong in may not actually be the case. And asking opinion from others, from people around you, from non-biased third parties, non-biased being the key there. Can really give you an idea of what you need to work on or what you, um, you know, are really good at. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's really the kind of the big idea here. That's the overarching idea. Um, I had, uh, so this is, this is a little note that was left in here. It's, it's kind of interesting though. It goes into the whole, um, perception, but since people perceive things differently. Yeah, right? this is the, I, yeah, I'm reading it right now. Yeah, the test your awareness almost, experiment. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah, that too, but this since, separate, oh, yeah. this was a separate thing altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, since people perceive things differently, right? Yeah. Um, you know, two people could taste the same food and one person could say it's great and the other person could hate it, right? Exactly. It doesn't mean that that food is horrible. Certain people say they perceive spirits and ghosts mm-hmm. that other people don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, it's another random little thought, but, what? you know, who's to say they're right or you're wrong? Yeah. Uh, well, what Pinkalin put in here is he did a little bit of um, added to our notes. I know, I saw is it. Is the sensation versus perception. Sensation refers to the process of sensing our environment through touch, taste, sound, and smell. Uh, this information is sent to our brains in a raw form where perception comes to play. Mm-hmm. And perception is the way we interpret these sensations and therefore yeah. make sense to everything around us. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing, the thing about sensation is that in part can be measured right okay yes um it's like you know the whole uh smell labs right mm-hmm. they're they're laboratories that break everything down to base chemical components what smells are made out of what and yes. can entirely rebuild a smell based off yes. of the chemicals used they for do it. that with taste also with those little beans those mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those nasty little so, jelly beans sensation wise you could take something like cilantro yes right 
and you can entirely accurately recreate it in a mm -hmm. bean. But certain people will still say it tastes like soap. Yeah, it does. It does taste like soap. Yeah. And that's um that's a an interesting you know, that's the interesting thing, right? Um sensation can at least in part be measured, whereas perception is entirely person by person based. Yeah. And again, your perception shapes your self narrative. You just Definitely. have to be open to challenge your perception. Yeah, that's challenge your perception. Think about it, guys. That's crazy. I feel like it can it, it already if you if you work on that it already steps you up as a i don't know like it just gives you a whole nother like a chance to be the best person you possibly can be uh once you realize that because there are things that you can work on and if you the things that you believe about yourself may not be true so i mean there are things that you can work on and figure out and really break down about yourself and yeah and really focus yeah. on making yourself the best you can possibly be yeah work on building confidence right don't let the basis that you build your personality and um, self-narrative be failure mm -hmm. right don't accept this as i'm terrible at x y and z i'm terrible at this i'm terrible at that that is what i base my my narrative around yeah. It could even be, I need improvement in mm. this. So base your narrative on self-improvement. Yeah. Because that itself will, will provide confidence. I guess I've actually been doing this recently. Uh, there's There's been like all of my life, like all of my family's been really good at singing. And I've I felt like I've always been really crap at it. And instead of just, just deciding to be really crap at it and just be like, oh yeah, I'm just crap at singing. I'm just I suck at it. Uh, I've been like asking my mom, like, hey, I want lessons. I know I have the potential. I just got to practice and be, I just. You're challenging that. You're I challenging want, a perception challenging. that you had. Yes. yes. I'm challenging it because I want to challenge it. And I now that you be hear decent. it from others, because I know I've told you before, you're not a bad singer. Yeah, because I've always compared myself to others. When you hear someone like that's like recorded and like maybe tone deaf, really bad at singing, I was like, I probably sound, I sound like that person. You're like, but, no, you don't. Yeah, no, but sound it's, a it's lot also, you know, when you, when you hear the great people too, you're like, well, I'm not that. No, of oh, course yeah. not, because they've been practicing so long, oh, yeah. but in so much effort. Or they just have talent just straight out of the, well, some straight people out are of the gate. with that, but even talent needs to be refined. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yes. That's anyway. really cool. Yeah, uh, that was, I, I guess uh, I've that done was, it without... that was, Yeah, that was my big, uh, my big, big thoughts and all of that. Yeah, Self-narrative really cool. is, I don't know, people said they would like to see a thing about, you know, perception and what is actually real. I said, okay, well, that's interesting. But what it what really drove me to look at, in, into this more is, honestly, it's people's Twitter bios. Okay. It sounds so silly, but it's people's freaking twitter bios okay explain a little bit more i'm a little confused streamer twitter okay i will go to someone's twitter who comments on a tweet of ours and it just says you know world's worst streamer oh, streaming yeah. tuesday through saturday and it's like well if that's your perception of yourself if that's the narrative that you're putting out there why am i gonna be the one to challenge that I'm already believing that. Yeah. That little self-narrative that you're you're putting out there for everyone, you think is funny, but it's showing a little bit of the truth. 
it's showing your lack of confidence to the world. Yeah, I I, have to, I do have to say that mediocre streamer, not that funny, but I, at least I play video game. Sucks at games and likes to laugh about it. None of those showcase a talent. None of those showcase confidence. Yeah, and it's not like we're calling any single person out. There's so many people that There's do so this. There's so many of those, and it's just like okay, being well, ironically self-deprecating doesn't doesn't showcase confidence yeah what it showcases is that you are unconfident and discom mm. unconfident Un unconfident i think not it's actually confident not confident sure in the skill that you are trying to promote yes it's like it's just like i mean go to go to our my new fast food place where the world's worst burger yeah, or I mean, like nobody. Why would come you here. want to go? Like, with oh that? yeah, especially a food place. I will definitely don't want to come here. And if they say the world's worst burger, yeah, definitely. And then it and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy, right? You say you're the yeah. world's worst streamer, and then you go, oh, I don't grow because I'm terrible. Yeah. Well, no, no, you don't grow because you believe you're so bad. Yeah. And then also, people are believing that because you believe it, because yeah. that's what you're putting out there. Yeah. Ah, that was the thing that drove me to do this. I saw too many Twitter bios. Well, that I'm just pretty sure there was sucked. at least one point in our streaming career where we were like that. We we're like, oh, we have bad gameplay, but good time. Or like, the three brain cells jokes. Yeah, self-deprecation shows a lack of confidence. It's something it that does. we've been through too. Self-deprecation shows a lack of confidence, and even if you're trying to do it in an ironic sense, it'll still come across. Yes. The underlying side of self-deprecation, the underlying notes of it are lack of confidence. Yeah. And it shows. You're trying to pass off your lack of self-confidence in an ironic manner, and it's not. It's not ironic, and it's really not that funny. Yeah. It just shows that you're not confident or comfortable with yourself. And so you have to put a, a, a light on what you're uncomfortable with to try to take some of that inner mental pressure off of it. Yeah. I just hardcore drool, like, try to drink my shake. <laughs> I was like, I was taking a sip of shake. I'm like over here having a tea time moment here. Just took a sip of shake, drooled like fucking crazy. Oh my God, that was horrible. Uh, instead of challenging though, instead of just simply challenging that thought, face it head on. I'm a professional, guys. Professional face podcast it, right here. Face it head on, though, right? Face it head on, challenge it, and restructure that in a form of confidence. Yeah. I like it. Soapbox time is done. Okay, so we have, uh, couple we have a questions. couple questions yeah. from Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So, um, first one, how do you prevent yourself from being overconfident once you've gained confidence uh, from learning something? Um and that you're good at something when you perceive that you're originally not good at it. Challenge that too. Yeah, challenge your, challenge it. I mean, I feel like you're gonna always be better and there's, I don't think there's, I think, do you think there's something as being overly confident? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thinking, you know, strutting like a rooster thinking you're the best also comes across as terrible. There's always more to learn. Just, just don't, don't draw your line there. Yeah where you've reached like the peak, there's always more. You've seen like philosophers. Consistently and... challenge your perception. Yeah. Consistently challenge that, that mental narrative that you have running, right? When you sit there, when you find yourself going, I am amazing. I am the absolute best. 
take a second to look around and realize that you are not the absolute best. And there there probably won't be anybody that's the absolute best. Everyone's better in their own ways at yeah. things. Some people are always going to be better than you at some things. You are always going to be better at other things than other people. Yeah. You're never the best, though. And, and even, if, even if you somehow have worked your whole life and you are the best at this one thing, you can always be better. Yep. At that point, you need to step in and really some up yourself. Learn yeah. some humility. Yeah, realize. First is realizing that you may be too overconfident and real really pushing that and making yourself grow even more so off of it. Humility is the key there. Humility. Um, Second question is, so you've mentioned in the past that you were, this is directed to me. Yes. Uh, As you've mentioned in the past that you've worked as an EMT. How long did you work? What uh, drove you to work that field then? Uh, I worked three years um, in EMS, uh, 911 response in a metropolitan area, very populated. Um, multi multi million person city. Um, what drove me to work at it? Um, I believe it or not, I care about people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I care about people. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm good at dealing with stress in moments. That's something I've learned about myself is that I can handle stress in a moment. I'm. I could think calmly and quickly and rationally. Um, I don't process stress very healthily, but I process it a lot later. Um, so mix wanting to help people with being able to cope with high amounts of stress and um, having a very rational mind. I was I was kind of naturally suited for it, honestly. Um, you were good at it. Yeah. Honestly, I just say he was good at it. Um, I know there was a point I was looking, uh, looking into going into medical school. Um, and I test very high on the pretests. I was, I was good at medicine, but it's also incredibly stressful and very mentally taxing. And it does a number on your mental health that, uh, people don't talk about and don't realize that, um, you know, the same things that, you're starting to to see come to light with soldiers are things that the the first responder community has dealt with too for a very long time and it's things that no one wants to be vocal about um after a what's the word um a huge you know there, there's you know it's a it's a very masculine um profession it's a very male dominated field you don't want to be perceived as weak you don't want to be perceived as uh caring too much or any of that right so you know you're 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 taught almost conditioned by the group around you um to push all that away so yeah. It, it comes back way later and I'm still mentally processing all the stuff that I've had to see. Yeah, and there's, I mean, just hearing some stories, there's there's special people out there that can do it and there's a lot that can't and I'm one of those people if I you, couldn't even imagine. If you talk to any first responder mm-hmm. who's done it for a long time though, talk to them once they retire and they'll tell you how they're starting to process it. 
If they're still in the profession, chances are they're still bottling it up. You don't process it until later. The people that are good at it, they don't process it until later. That's why they're good at it. Yeah, that is... It's not a healthy way to deal with things. Tell you that. Yeah, and are there people that were ever... Uh, people that were able to talk to you about that and ways you don't like talk any, about it. it was one well, of like things, any like, like any like therapist or anything that they provide. Oh yeah, yeah. You you provide you you're provided therapy mm-hmm. if you wanted it. But there's a lot of people that. But just you don't. just don't take it. Oh okay. It's like I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like you make dark jokes about it because ha ha ha. That's what we do. We make dark jokes and we don't really care. We just but, lap I mean, off the things you do care. Hey, of course you care. It's yeah. horrible, but that's how they, that's how you, it's the environment you are in, so that's how you come to deal with it. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, to answer the question, though, yeah, I was uh, three years, um, 12 to 16 hour days, four to five, sometimes six days a week. And I still like helping people. That's why we do this stuff. That's why my... Oh, yeah. This is... I love helping people. And yeah. and that's always been something that I've always, always wanted to do and felt called to do. And it's... Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to... You know, I've always... That's one of the things. I've always wanted to help put people in a better spot. I just don't have to do it physically anymore. And I'm yeah. lucky to do that. I, I feel like this is a much better spot for me. Yeah, I feel like this is an amazing spot for me. I've met so many people and I felt like I've helped so many people. Yeah, and absolutely. And I want to continue doing so and just spreading spreading as much yeah. knowledge and out there for you guys. Yeah. So on that, um, I don't think we really have anything else. This was going to be a short epi- episode. It mm-hmm. was a very easy thought. But hopefully an impactful one at that. Um, if you guys like the show, um, if you guys find this helpful, please consider rating it. Um, any ratings helps the show get traction. It helps new people find what we do. Yeah. Um, leave a comment. Let us know where we can improve. Let us know what you learned. Any of that. Uh, you can tweet questions at us and we will get to them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. And um, uh, we also, real fast, we have a Discord and we've mm-hmm. added. It's uh, always in the show notes. Yes, we, we have a Discord with a really cool thing we've added to it. Uh, the start of every month. You want to tell them about that? We're going oh, to have yeah. a Oh, yeah. We're going to have a community, like goal, or community challenge, uh, a group that you can opt into mm-hmm. where we can all share goals and help push each other to meet our personal goals every month. A group life coaching group in the discord yeah, some people that talk you could to you. choose to be a part of that can help push you towards achieving your personal goals yes and maybe there's some people that have the same goals or have had those same goals in the past that can help you with their knowledge from them and basically just a big group and just to help empower and and have you <laughs> empower and meet your goals but yeah, uh, exclamation point Discord in our chat on Twitch. And yeah. It's always in the show notes if you're listening it's, on any yes. of your major podcast players. That as well. We'll see you guys on Thursday.